podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The in-dash OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of color display. So why do we give it a curve too? I guess you could say we like to bend the rules. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving. Well, they walked into Madrid with hope in their hearts and they'll walk away with the greatest prize in club football. Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool's King to the Cot are champions of Europe once again. to a brand new episode of Copa and Fracas, part of the Touchline Fracas Network. I'm your host, Christian, uh, as Ellis is um, taken injured today, unfortunately, uh, so he won't be joining us this week. Thankfully, though, I am joined by a fantastic crew. Um, pleasure to welcome David. What's good, people? Are you good, mate? Yeah, not too bad, you? Yeah, I'm, not too, I'm tired, man. I'm just incredibly tired with this week and this weather's got me feeling down, so... I know someone else who can attribute to that, Harold. Yeah, man, I'm good, bro. How you doing, my guy? Always... <laughs> I'm Never good, man. Always better when you're on. <laughs> too kind, too kind. <laughs> well, basically, 18 out of 18, baby. We're top of the league, and we're coming for the Prem. Remember that. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Stick talk from early. Uh, and, of course, we have Junior. How you doing, mate? Good evening, good night, all that. How we doing? How we doing? You're right, mate. All good, all good. And I'm pleased to welcome Tay for the first time to the pod. Hey guys, how are you? All good, all good. So let's get, let's get, get started then. Obviously, the weekend Liverpool played Chelsea on a it was a half four kickoff, wasn't it? I'm getting my times confused now. Yeah. Um, first half, I thought Liverpool were absolutely sensational. Um, you could tell that they've been working a few set pieces in training or something that they've been working on, on over the summer, and they've wanted to keep in the bag for a pretty cool performance. Um, Tay, you're the, you're the newcomer. I'll, I'll go to you on this one first. Um, <laughs> how, how do you think we played over the course of the, of the 90 minutes? Um, so the first half was amazing. Great set pieces. I think we were all over Chelsea. Um, the second half, we were a bit sluggish. We were a bit sloppy with the passing. We didn't have the same intensity that we had in the first half, and... Chelsea, if we're being honest, they were all over us a little bit. But we've just come back from midweek Champions League away in Napoli, which was an intense game. So I'm really not too worried. I saw a lot of people worried about the second half. Um, we got three points. We're on top of the league. Five points clear. What what else needs to be said? 
Exactly. And I think a lot of that overreaction came off the back of um, of City's 8-0 thrashing of Watford. I mean, I'm not even yeah. counting them as a football team anymore because that was just a big, big disgrace. Um, <laughs> David, how about you? How did you think the game went? Yeah, just echoing what Tay said. Like the first half, I think we were brilliant. Like we were all over, all over them for. I'm saying the first 65 minutes rather than just the first half. Yeah, the last half an hour, you could tell that the European hangover had a big effect on us. So a lot of our passes started to go astray. We were, we looked very sluggish, and like the Kante goal when Fabinho could attract him, but he you felt that he, I'm sure he felt that he couldn't carry it. He couldn't chase him. So stuff like that started to affect us for the last, what, 20 minutes, half an hour. But overall, three points, can't complain. Solid win. I completely agree. And I think the point about um, N'Golo Kante is, is such a good one. I mean, I don't know why. I mean, I've, we've seen him playing for like, what, four four seasons now? And every time Ooh. this guy plays, I'm just in awe of how he just is disciplining the game, how he's on the ball, how he fights for every single scrap. Um He's someone. If I mean, if we didn't have Fabinho, I, I would love him in my midfield. Harold, how do you think the game went? Yeah, like um, like David and Tay said, um, I yeah, we we played not so well. Um, but for me, I think I think sometimes we I know we talk about our creativity that we have from our fullbacks and our front three, but it goes to show like this game goes to show our like ingenuity when it comes to set pieces. There's a reason why we're so clear of everyone else in set piece goals. And I think sometimes it's like Klopp is someone who is very innovative and very like modern thinking in terms of in terms of football, which I feel like you need to be these days to keep up with someone like Pep. Um but he doesn't disrespect, he doesn't like forget the like the originals, like what like what you can just rely on when the, t- the going gets tough or when your players are fatigued or anything like that. So in that, in terms of our set pieces. And so he saw it was, we saw it was, we saw it went up to 2-0. We were like, what the heck? And it was, obviously, <laughs> we'll, we'll touch on the, the VAR decision um, a little bit a little bit later. But just like, it was pure elation of like, I honestly <laughs> felt like we scored after their goal got chalked off. <laughs> And right after that, we would have made it 2-0. And I was like, what the heck is going on? And then you see Firmino go and celebrate. I'm like, how is this game 2-0? It's, but all of a sudden, like, it's, we're, we're like, we fall back into our show and we're relaxing. We're not all playing that well, like, like Tay said. Like, we're not playing it well at all. But how many times growing up have we seen United go on and win trophies and trophies and trophies, Premier Leagues after Premier Leagues, just winning these kind of games? It's like not playing well, but getting a W and moving on. Because we we have played better. And I actually don't think we've played that well all season, in honesty. But we've got 18 points out of 18. Like, I cannot complain. Like, we have become the only team to win 15 games in a row scoring more than one goal per game. Like, I cannot complain at this at this kind of team. So, yeah. It was a, a, a hard-fought win, but I really like those kind of wins because those are the kind of wins that we would have probably dropped points um, in previous years. 100% I can I just interrupt there sorry no, I think it. it's it just shows like how far we've come because we were sloppy and but to play like that and to still come away against Chelsea away at the at Stamford Bridge and still get three points it's just tantamount to how good like of a side that Klopp has created and our game management skills are just unbelievable like I can't believe that I'm watching a team now we used to be three nil up 
and I'd still be scared that we'd draw the game free free free. Please tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, like even when we went two one, we went two one up, and I was like, oh, this Kante Don, like this guy just needs to chill out, man. And listen, yeah. <laughs> Oh, what's his face? Oh, what is his name? The guy who our um, our legend, the centre back, um, in Sky Sports. What's his name again? Carragher. No, no, no. I said, I said our legend, bro. The, the, wow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's our legend, bro. Um. A man said, man said at, at the Kante goal, man was like, oh, Fabinho looked like he was he was towing a caravan when when he tried to keep up with, with Kante. Oh my word, Kante just glided past him. But anyway, I digress. When he made it 2-1, I was fearing the worst. And I was like, oh, he's made, he's t- t- he took off he took off Mane right after. And I was like, what the heck is this guy doing? But then so like slowly you started to see us just become more sure. There was only one chance for for um was it Batshuayi? We had that header, yeah. and that was really it. And that was like maybe a half chance. It was it was a little bit difficult, but it goes to show like we can we can shop shop and just defend what we have. And I just but previously in, in like prior years, I'd be like, we need to score another goal. We need another goal. But now we didn't. We can just hang on to the two one, and it's 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 the kind of like it's a characteristic of a champion if you can hang on away from home against a top six top six club. So yeah, man, I have no complaints. I completely agree with that. I can't remember whose head it was who went in the group chat when he took uh, Mane off for Milner, but there was a, <laughs> there was so much fume over that, and I I, I do understand that decision because I mean Chelsea were overloading us in those kind of wide areas where we do expect either Wijnaldum or Henderson to kind of fall back and cover for them, cover, cover one of the fullbacks when they push up, and we were getting heavily targeted in those areas. So I do understand that substitution. And um, Mane was pants. Oh, him, him, and him and Mo were fairly oh, pants to be fair. Oh my word, them man were not. They were not at the races, were they? Nah. It was. It was. I guess um, I know Junior wants. To, he wants to have his these these um these two piece on on <laughs> Salah's performance, but I think Barney, I think Barney was just as bad. Like second half, the one thing that worried me about the game was just the, the amount of turnovers. It was unbelievable. I felt like, I felt like I was watching tennis. Like we just kept giving the ball back to them. Like, I was literally shouting, like, what is going on? They need some calm to it. Lalana came on. I, I don't even remember him touching the ball. Like, it was, we brought on players to bring about calm and to keep on to, hang on to possession. It didn't happen. It was just for, like, a little bit of chaos. The thing, with, the thing with Lalana as well was, I saw that guy itching to do a cross turn as, as soon yeah. as the ball was in his vicinity. <laughs> it's just like, you're, a, crack, you're a crackhead, bro. What are you doing? Like, stop this. Like... He's just his favourite move. I don't, I don't know why he loves it so much. And he loves playing balls with his weak foot. Like, he loves showing how good he is on his left. He, he loves it. But anyway, it was, it was only, that was the only worrying part to me. It was just the lack of care that we had on the ball from, like, what, the 60th minute or so? It was a bit like, what, what is going on? Like, we had so much control. almost seemed like we just, we like, like, the midfield almost panicked and just went into their shells a little bit. That's what, that's what I felt. I felt Fabinho, for the first time in a few games, tired out. Because that was his problem at the beginning mm-hmm. of last season was that he wasn't like used to the intensity of the Premier League. But I felt like he tired out. That's why he let Kante just go past him. So that was the only worrying thing. But obviously, we played in the midweek, so it was understandable. I feel that um, with the Fabinho thing, obviously, two high-intensity te- high games, um, you know, within, what, five days? Um, that's going to take its toll on anyone, really. But yeah, the, I think the midfield point's a really good one. It did feel like we were playing with two midfielders for most of the game as, you know... Wijnaldum 
had one of his typical ghost performances. Um, wasn't nice to see. I actually thought. Get you know, on that guy. <laughs> well, I'm gonna let Glam, I'm gonna let Junior pull into that one um, as soon as possible. <laughs> actually, actually, let's 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 delve into that, Junior. Salah and his ghost performance <laughs> at the weekend. Do you think it's something that's part of a larger problem, or do you think it was because he was slightly knackered from the Napoli game where he was doing a fair bit of running, but still coming up with uh, the same problem? Yeah, um, well, I, I started the game for it, obviously. Um, and obviously, Tay earlier just said, obviously, you know, she felt more relaxed. And do you know what? I felt relaxed probably at 2 0 only. Um, prior to that, I don't think we played well at all, I'll be honest. I'm happy for the points. I'm glad we're um, six and out of six, but I don't feel we played well, and I think we was quite lucky. Um, obviously, Tam Adrian made a good save. I don't mention, I don't see anyone really mention it in the studios. Adrian made a very good save from um, Tammy Abraham when he was clean through. He's been good, man. He's and, been good. Um, yeah, and obviously, um, Tammy will see him another week's what he's been putting him away. So it was credit to him, and that was quite a critical time at the. Um, of the game, obviously, yeah, the offside goal, yeah, my heart was in, um, my heart sank. Obviously, they called it so late. I don't know why, but you know, the um, if you look, at, if that had stood, did you see the scrambling we was doing in the area? Like it, it just, it freaked me out. It freaked me out. I was thinking, oh, what on earth is going on? Ricocheting off defenders to defenders, and then luckily we got that chalked off. Firmino's gone down the other end two 0 at 2-0, I thought, OK, yeah, that's how I said we was relaxed. I thought we were going to go on second half and at least get another goal. We didn't turn up second half. I think, yeah, the front three were poor, um, Marnie included. Um, I think Firmino probably unfair. the best out of the game. First bit unfair, I think first 15 minutes, we did look to pounce. And yeah, that- yeah, we did look to pounce, but I weren't, I weren't um, like, I wasn't, I wasn't relaxed. You know, I was, I, I remember I was sitting on the edge of the chair, like, pretty much at the edge of the chair and I don't know why it was two and a while and I'm thinking if they get a goal yeah I don't I don't I don't I don't I don't want to see this and then obviously they got the goal later but it was just the performance I could just see it coming I could see it coming I was saying in the group cop let's make a change let's make a change put on someone I know a couple of the guys didn't agree I said let's put an ox or someone like that just to get some momentum I, going in the I, middle I completely agree I completely agree but I you think know? the reason he didn't want to bring on ox is because the previous game yeah. um, where he brought on Milner um yeah. And someone else, I can't remember who it was, but him and Milner had 100% pass completion. Like, they kept the ball. Yeah. So he was thinking of that um, in his head, I think. And Ox, as great as he is, he has great energy in the, in the midfield, complete box-to-box. Yeah. But sometimes he can be a bit wasteful, and his final third decision is not the greatest. Yeah, so I, no, definitely. I think he, he, might have thinking he might throw the game in disarray if he brings him on. I yeah, agree I, I agree with that Ox point. I mean, yeah. I, I would have put him, put him on as well, so I'm in agreement with, with all you guys. But I think the thing with Klopp is, especially when the games are tight like that, and you're already kind of conceding a lot of possession in the midfield, he'd rather have someone tuck in, fill in space. And not yeah, look to break. Do you, yeah. do you know what with um obviously the, the I get I get the um the point and view of direction of bringing on Milner, but Milner got booked. He gave away two passes. Yeah. He was poor. He was terrible. Yeah. He was poor. <laughs> what what you brought on to do, he done the complete opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking to right. myself, what the hell what are you doing? You yeah, just put right. on an armband, you come into and obviously steady the ship and you're giving away fouls near the edge of the box. You're like, you're like, you're past the complete, like, come on, man. And I was thinking, like, no, we've got to look at another direction to when we bring this guy on. I'll be honest with you, I think um, Fabino was tired. I think he was tired. Um, but overall, overall, as I said, those are the, the stages where I weren't happy with the substitutions. 
And but overall, you know, as Tay said though, you know, we come away with the points. Stamford Bridge, they don't get beat very often at Stamford Bridge. You know, we're six out of six. We had a game in midweek. You know, and I, I, I feel honoured that I could be complaining about these little things. <laughs> but and by the hindsight, we won. Do you know what I mean? We won. And as someone just mentioned there about Man United winning games that they didn't really win in Champions League. This is, this is a championship performance. Like, you know, this is games that you stick in and you win and you get the points. That's all it matters about right now. So, yeah. I think the main thing to take from this is we're already doing better than we did last season because mm. we drew at Stamford Bridge. Yes. What, are we, what are we two points shy from last season? Or yeah, I think we're two points like, ahead of what we were. Yeah, no, I think at this point last season we had won six games. However, obviously with okay. the fact that we've beaten Chelsea, we're two, we're technically two points up on what we've done. What we yeah, that's season. what I meant. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So if you look at it from reverse fixtures from last season, we're plus two points. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Which is um, which is massive. I mean, obviously when you see yeah. the margin that obviously we lost the title by, um. And again, that United point is such a really good key one. I mean, growing up watching those absolute bastards, um, <laughs> fucking, they, they would play. They play someone like Villa, and Villa would yeah. play well for sixty minutes, and Villa would be like two one up, and then United would make it two two. And you knew in the and you knew in the last five minutes of the game, the last three minutes of extra time, they would get a goal by hook or crook. Yeah. They would get themselves a goal, and it would either be yeah. Van Nistelrooy. Ronaldo, Rooney, or be some absolute wa- waste man like Makeda who come up with a goal or something. It's <laughs> the sources. The sources of evil that football club had back in the day knew no bounds. Um, but speaking of sources of evil, Ginny Wijnaldum. Um, <laughs> this is a bit harsh, but I don't think I don't think he's had a good performance this season. No, he hasn't. He hasn't started well. He had a, he had a, he had a fantastic season last season. Um, he went away on Holland, and I think it's a lot of games. Like he went away with Holland, and he's come straight back in the season. I'm gonna pull it down to fatigue, but yeah, he hasn't been well. This, he didn't play well this season at all. I think Fabinho's revolution has kind of shadowed his um, performance levels. Nah, don't make excuses for him, man. Please, please, don't do yeah. that. No, I love Winnie. I love Winnie. I think I, I want to Winnie's fans, but. He hasn't started well. I have to admit, he hasn't started well. He, he, to his standards of last season, you know, if it was Winnie before, we might think, okay, yeah, he's all right. But to the standards of last season, he hasn't started well. But it's six games in, isn't it? So he can change. Yeah, but even last season, cool at Anfield, he was sick. Away from home, was he that great? Like, are we really being honest with ourselves here? Was he that great away from home? No, he wasn't. You know what's funny, yeah? And guys, I know you, uh, Junior said, oh, he hasn't been good this season. He has been good, but he, he was wearing orange. He wasn't wearing red. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a man with pink hair on, on, on the left, and he's got the sauciest footballer in the world, the pie on the right. He does very well. He's all to right. To be fair, though, for Holland, he is playing in, in a more attacking position yeah. than he is for yeah. Liverpool. Yeah. So hey, can, a... can someone explain the whole Holland thing to me he where has... he actually starts? No, 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 but he has been, he actually has been playing some attacking. Like, let's say it's been elements of the game. He's been more attacking and Hendo has had to sit. He's been just as wasteful. Like, yeah. it, it doesn't make sense to me. In For Holland, he just seems so good. For Liverpool, he just doesn't perform. It, 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 it baffles me. He does the basics wrong and it just, it kills me. I actually forgot he was playing. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think, I, I do think sometimes we can be a bit harsh on one of them. Like, for his, his performance has fallen. He operates primarily as a number 10 
and operate solely between the lines and in transition because Hol- yeah. Holland don't are uh, primarily a counter-attacking team. But with us, when he, his job is, I'll say, is more defensive than it is attacking. So his job is literally to ensure that when we, when we have the ball and we're in the opposition half, he's just there to recycle, almost recycle possession and ensure that the, we manage to contain the team inside their half. So that's why you, you see him, even you'll see him with, what, 26 touches? Only 26 touches, 20 touches in a game. However, his pass completion is nigh on 85 to 100%. So I think what it's, so that's why his role, I, I wouldn't say he hasn't had a good performance this season. I think against Newcastle, it was pretty decent. And I think against Newcastle, he did attack a lot more than he, yeah, uh, usually, gone, than he usually does. Exactly, in Arsenal yeah. as well. He was pretty, I think he was pretty good. Yeah. Against Chelsea, his performance a bit. Mm, but no one played well, though. Consider, exactly. No, yeah. I'll, 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 I wouldn't say no I, one played well. I wouldn't say no one played well, but I think the European hangover did have a big effect. Yeah, well said. Well said. Yeah, I get. I that. thought um, Matip was 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 alright, sir. But David, no, you you are right. We do have, a, especially me. I've got a tendency to be a little bit a little bit too emotional in my criticism of. <laughs> it does bother me because you know when you know someone's potential and they just don't perform, it it yeah. hurts. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, almost, definitely. He's almost like a naughty, smart student at school. Yeah. Like, why are you, why are you causing all this ruckus? When that, look, I know how smart you are. Anyway, and we know exactly what he can do. We know he could do by coming on against Barcelona and what a performance. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right, exactly. exactly. We love you, Winnie. We love you, bro. We love you. It's man. just, I, I just feel like with him, it's, it's peaks or troughs. That's why, that's why I'm getting these days from him. It's like the best or it's the worst. It's just, it's. I think he needs a rest. I'll be, I'll be, I think he needs a rest, but I don't. We, we can't rest. I think he needs a rest. Two games. I mean, we he, he could get a rest, but then we got Biscuit to come in and then snap in the first game. So what's well, the point? I mean, Biscuit's Biscuit's fit, and I think Biscuit will start tomorrow. Let's hope he goes Biscuit. from a rich tea to a hard yeah, 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 or something. Disrespectful. Disrespectful. Alana. Alana. No, no, no. Navi, man. Oh wait, are you talking about Lalana? I thought you said about Keita. All right. Uh, Kato, man. You can't start tomorrow. Uh, we've got ver- to be fair. We have a variety of biscuits in the team, really. When you think about it, we've we've Lovren and his mysterious illnesses as well. <laughs> Fuck it. Why up. is he still here? Why is Lovren still at our club? He's there to keep Salah happy. That's it. To get coffee in the morning. That's it. That's why he's here. Man, he just said man has to go to Starbucks in the morning yeah, and get his no, order. No, I have to. You know what? I'm, I can't believe I'm doing this here, but I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna back Lovren for one second because we're on the topic here. Lovren. He seems to not perform in a small, ever. No, listen, Tay, listen. In a small number of of games. <laughs> However, against like the bottom, let's say the bottom twelve, or let's say the twelve teams in the Premier League from like ninth to to twentieth, he does a very decent job. Like he is more than like he's just he's fine. He's 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 okay against those teams. Against other teams where. But that's fine, if you're, if, that's fine if you're a Bournemouth, but we're not Bournemouth, bro. We're Liverpool, so he can be good against them teams. But we need him good against everybody, at least. Yeah, no, but, no, but I'm saying he, he's, not, he's not starting. He's not, he's not even... He's, what is he, fourth choice? I'm fine Lovren being fourth choice. Like, I'm not. Okay, I'm but, not. Oh, okay. You guys, you guys I, are... Hard, I, 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 he's, he's a good a pro international, but I'm not for the first fourth choice because he's error-prone. He is error-prone. No, I think it's blown out of proportion. I don't think it's as... Oh, my God. Harold... Now. No. Do you remember everything this man no, no, no. has I'm, done? I'm, 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 I'm 
Frank gonna do this? Get him, Tay. Get him, man. Like, He's coming off. I have no stocks in Lovering yet. You know what? I don't even care. You, you do. Care. You do. You, you might be the only stockholder in Lovering. I don't have no stocks in Lovering. Tell you what, Harold. Go into YouTube right now. Type in. Tottenham versus Liverpool. Oh my God! At Wembley. Oh my God! I know, I know. It's diabolical. You're right. You're right. Oh. <laughs> however, however, this is the same guy who possibly gave us the greatest com- the greatest com- um, comeback, with, uh, ex- except from 2005. Against, Dortmund. Against, against what well, Dortmund? Yeah. Yeah. Man, yeah, yeah I, did, I did like him a Sacco. I did like him a Sacco, but I don't. Him I don't, Sacco, like him. Nah, you know don't, even, don't even get me started on Sacco. That man was trash. I just, I'm not having it. <laughs> the guy could not run properly, or when he had the ball. We, I mean, I know we have a go at Matthew sometimes for breaking into midfield, but when the, this guy Sacco had the ball, it was like Bambi on ice. It was just ridiculous. No way, no way, no he's way. Even, he's even playing for Palace anymore as well. He's on. He's, he's in a medical room. He played on Saturday, but he's in a medical room most times now. He's just getting his hundred grand a week now. He's 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 on a mel- he's mellowed down now. He's just going for his career transition. I mean, fair, play to, fair play to him. His wife you know is what, stupendous. You know, you know what? To this day, Joey Barton tweets something in 2016, yeah, and described Mamadi Sako, yeah, and this is the best, <laughs> best the best description I can ever give Sako, yeah. He says Mamadi Sako is the most unorthodox, efficient, unbalanced, yeah. effective defender yeah. on the planet. <laughs> no, He's, he, Sacco's he's good, good, you know. Sacco is good. On, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a unicycle, expecting him to drop the plates, but never dropping yeah. it. That's yeah. how he plays. Yeah. He reminds yeah. me a bit of Matip, because when Matip has the ball, he just looks like he's about to fall over at any point. And Sacco yeah. was like that as well. Uh, one... My boy Matip, come on, Tay, what's this? Yeah. <laughs> No, I like Matip. I like him, but he. When you look at Van Dyke, he's so cool, cal- calm, collected. Then you look at Matip. Come on, it's not the same. It's his trim, yeah. isn't it? That's it's yeah. Matip. Matt, it's his trim. I think yeah. if he had, if he had like a nice fade or something, we're looking in yeah. a different light. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dad, you read my mind. Oh my days, I was thinking the same thing. If he had a wavy hairstyle, yeah, it would be fine. Dripping you know what though, yeah. Um, man. <laughs> Matip, um, Van Dyke wasn't happy with Matip on on on, on um, Sunday. He, I, I caught him screaming at him like three times. Really? And yeah, yeah, especially with the um, header for Batswai or the uh, strike for Batswai. And I was thinking to myself, individually, obviously Van Dyke's superb in his own league. Individually, Matip's good and Van Dyke's good. But I was saying to someone, I don't think they complement each other. Like they, they're both playing well. Yeah. But as a partnership, they don't complement each other. That's why uh, this, I think he he wants to play with Gomez long term. Yeah, I know, but exactly that we we're saying. But because of Matic form, it's hard to take him out, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't. But the partnership, he would much more prefer Van Dyke and Gomez. That's true. Like when I think of Gomez and Van Dyke last season, it was they were so in sync with each yeah, other. Yeah. If exactly. one made a mistake, yeah. the other one was there, yeah. and it reminded yeah. me a bit of Robertson and Trent. Like even though yeah. they're opposite opposite sides of the field. They're still just so in sync, like yeah, Matip and Van Dijk. Yeah, individually they're great as a partnership. It's not really yeah, exactly. It's not exactly. foreseeable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. But we're winning. So what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'd say that um, with uh, with Gomez, I think he's got a lot more. His dribbling's better. I think he's he can pass the but he's got a better range of passing than uh, than Matip as, as well. well. Jesus. Oh, his recovery pace is ridiculous. Um, Stupid. He's such a good player, David. What do you think should be the uh, preferred back back lineup? Um, 
ideally, like everyone said, I would prefer Joe Gomez and Van Dyke simply because I feel they complement each other in the way that Joe Gomez is a more natural, aggressive defender. So mm-hmm. if you compare it to if you was compared to a centre back partnership like Vidic and Ferdinand, so you had Vidic the aggressor and Ferdinand as the one on the cover. Yeah. And I feel like Van Dyke tends to prefer to be the covering defender. So it basically sweeps everything behind and Gomez attacks every attacks every ball. However, with Matip's form right now, Matip has grown it because previously he wasn't aggressive at all. Literally, he was, he was literally the first centre back I've ever come across with zero aggression. However, in the last what you're talking about, 12, 18 months, he's definitely he's definitely developed that side of his game. So with his form right now, I don't see where Joe Gomez gets an opportunity to come in on barring an injury. That you, what he's got an opportunity to, tomorrow to take a claim. However, even with that, I don't see an opportunity in the foreseeable future for him to come in. But long-term, I definitely do see uh, Joe Gomez and Van Dyke uh, partnership as being the most viable one long-term. I completely agree with that. And I don't I don't see where you you drop Matip in these next few games, uh, maybe after kind of like back-to-back Champions League stuff. But um, I, th- I think the, the point you made about Matip being... Um, a more aggressive and a bit more a bit more confident in his game since yeah. since really January really when he came back from that injury. I mean yeah. I, I always think I always do this saying if if we signed Matt this version of Matip in January and he was a new signing, we'd be over the moon with him. I think it's just I think the thing with Matip is we kind of remember the past two seasons before that where he was a little bit error prone, he was getting out muscled on the ball a bit and his concentration wasn't the best. So that's why there's always that lingering yeah. doubt of mine and especially when, you know, Joe Gomez um, um, we, we, I think everyone in in our little group kind of kind of loves him and he wants him to be the starter. But I don't see where you can really drop Matip because because for me personally, I don't I, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but feel free to comment. Um, I think he's been probably one of the best centre backs in Europe since he's kind of come back into our starting eleven. Mm. Yeah, mm. I think that I think that match is undisputed. Even if you even even if you were to compare him to the rest of the centre backs in the Premier League, you're looking at barely. barely Two, three performing outperforming him since January. You're talking about Van Dyke, Laporte, and really, really, truly, who else? So, yeah. like, with, with that in mind, you can't really drop. There's no, there's no opportunity to drop him. So, you can't complain. You can't really complain since we're winning as well. Yeah, so exactly, exactly. And and that's what I think. Um, we all stand and agree. And I think Klopp also as well. Even Joey Gomez, like he's thinking to himself, you know, he's playing well. I, I can't see why I should be in. Do you see what I mean? Unless yeah. it's a personal reason. But, you know, we all agree partnership-wise, yeah. But we wouldn't take him out because he's playing well. So why so why, why take it? Why change it? So, yeah, agree. I think the thing you can get away with with Gomez as well is, I mean, we, we, we're not fans of it. But, I mean, you can also operate him at right back as well in certain yeah. games. Um, Definitely not for Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, who are your guys man the match for the game at the weekend? Um, mine would have to be Adrian. That's a that's a solid choice. I like that. Like he has come in in place of Allison, who's a world class keeper. So that's already like a lot of pressure on his shoulders. Yeah. We're also European champions, in case anyone forgot. Like, <laughs> he, he, he had a big job on his hands, and to be fair, I hold my hands up. I was really annoyed that we got him. I thought this guy's been at West Ham, like we're six time champions. Same. What the hell are we getting him for? And what, what, wait, 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 can you say that again? How many times have we won it? Six time <laughs> champions. Wow. Yeah. 
combined, yeah? All right, yeah, nice. he, he's my man of the match, 100%. Harold, who was your man of the match? Uh, mine was actually Matip. I was, I was, I loved his, I think he won every aerial duel, maybe apart from one. I might be off. Um, he, I know, I know um, Junior said he was getting um, slewed by, by, um, <laughs> by PVD, but no, he was, he was, he was solid for me. I think, I think he just, he just needed to be competent. Like he just needed to do the basics one he did. And I, he, but the thing is, cause it was such a poor performance. There were there wasn't really any standout. Um, but I do want to have a special mention for um, my boy Trent, yeah, who recently starting to get his accolades, yeah? yeah, and we've been giving his accolades, and obviously people are looking at Wan Bissaka like, oh, if he was at your big big club, blah 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 blah, whatever. So I know um, Wan Bissaka is more like he is better defensively than 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 Trent, but Trent's pros far outweigh his cons. And I think sometimes it goes unappreciated because you look at fullbacks and you think, oh, you should be defending, you should be defending. But your fullback ain't scoring a goal like that. Like, that's, that's actually outrageous. Like, if it was another 10 yards back, it's still going in top corner. Like, he would have kept going. He is becoming a better a better version of himself. He's becoming... He's, he's even looking a bit more, like, hench. Like, I don't even know what's going on. He's just looking like the main guy. Uh, he, he needs to get biscuit in the gym <laughs> with him, you know. I mean, fucking hell, you wouldn't break down then. Uh, Harold, the way you describe players, you crack me up, man. The way you describe players, like you want to date them, bro. I love it. Uh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Is that what doing edgy guys? Say night. Anyway, as I was saying, Trent looks like he's going to be going to the gym a little bit, innit? Um, he, he just looks like he's. He looks like he's carrying himself well. You know, I'm finished, isn't it? I'm finished. Yeah, I'm done in it. Matip so, is my answer. See you later, man. So Matip and Trent being in the gym. Thanks for that, Harold. Um, David, who was your man of the match? I'm not going to be as descriptive as Harold with the Trent description, but I did feel that Trent was my man of the match. I feel like, with his goals and defensively, I feel over the past few weeks, it's been understated how much he's improved defensively. I think at the start of the season, he was a bit sluggish. So you look at the community game that the community showed Norwich. Um, well, he didn't start the Super Cup, but when he, when he, even when he came on, he was a bit, he was a bit lax. However, since, but I'll say since Burnley, since Burnley slash Arsenal, I feel he's definitely coming on leaps and bounds defensively. And yesterday, considering a lot of Chelsea's attacks came through Marcus Alonso, and there was a lot of switch of balls from Africa to Marcus Alonso, and the, the fact that Chelsea directed, I'll say, in terms of their attacking play, I'll say 70, 65, 70% of their attacks came through on his side. And he still managed to withstand a lot of the pressure that came that came with it. So I thought, yeah, Trent was our man the match for Sunday. That's a really good point. I mean, uh, just looking at their kind of like a positional reporting now, and I think 41% of their attacks came down their left-hand side. Yeah, so he did yeah. have to deal a lot, and he was being left in a lot of open space as well, where I think he's, it's normally Henderson that covers that side of the pitch, isn't it, as well? Yeah. Um, obviously, Hendo, I don't know what Hendo was doing at some point of the weekend. He was like so far forward instead of being tucked yeah. back. But, um, exactly. but yeah, completely plus, agree. The fact, plus the fact that Salah was offering literally no defensive protection as well. So with yeah, you really can't argue. I can't think of anyone. When does he? Of my man match. <laughs> okay, let's let's stretch it. Junior, who is your man of the match? 
Well, I'm going to agree with Tate, Adrian. Obviously, I'm going to try and um, match Harold's description. I think Adrian uses <laughs> Nivea very well in his hair. You know, his, his, his oh, hair, like, you know, I think <laughs> it brings out the brightness. You know, but, <laughs> I didn't tell that you are friends of Anto, you know. I didn't just tell <laughs> Oh, I, had to go on mute. I had to go on mute when you, when you finished describing, bro. Oh, man, that was brilliant. That was brilliant. That was brilliant. No, right, I sound no. like, yeah. Where's the Nivea? Oh, my days. No, but no, yeah, I agree with Tate Adrian. I just think, um, as I said, I, I wasn't I want happy signing him, I'll be honest. Um, all of him coming. Alisson got injured. You fared the worst. First game in, you're thinking, Jesus, what's going on? And then after the Super Cup, a stupid fan jumped on his ankle and your friend was thinking, no, not Lonergan. Preston, not Lonergan. So, obviously, now he becomes the number one that obviously you want. But I think when he's come in, he's done well. And on Sunday, obviously, save from Tabby, I mentioned, was a crucial save. But also, the caller came in. He um, punched it clear. You know, and he got there. He came out. And I love that he's got he's got there. You know, um, a ball came in the air again and he caught it, but also knee Tammy in the ribs. Um, wasn't on purpose, but he made it like his own. His commanding was brilliant, and I just think you know, as a, as a, someone mentioned, there weren't many to pick from poor performance, but you know, Adrian definitely uh, was my man in the match. No, I like that. That's, I think the Adrian picks a good one. Um, I think I think all your picks are pretty good for man in the match. Um, I do. Uh, I think for, for Chelsea's point of view, I only give a bit of a special mention to Tamori. I thought he was absolutely sensational. I think they've got an, oh, I've got, they've got a baller there. Agree, yeah. agree. He's, he's, he, he, he looks like a real prospect, man. He's, he has such a young age. Well, great. First of all, he's got the athleticism, but more so, he's reading of the game. Like he can, like it was quite, it was quite impressive how, as he was as good as Salah was bad. Like yeah, was, his, was, some of his, some of his positioning and situational awareness was absolutely sensational. Yeah, and, and I know what guys, you can rely on your physical ability as well, yeah. like. Because, um, I mean, we saw that with... I saw, like, Van Dyke so, so many times with Tammy. Like, he would be daring them to play a ball through and just be jogging next to Tammy just so he can sprint and be like, nah, I've got this. You're not getting past me. So, nah, more doing something Salah, like, he was he was hacking him. So, yeah. Nah, was, definitely. I agree. I'm, I'm glad Christian brought it because I'll be honest with you. I'm not sure if I'll pull it in the group, but I was saying we need to target him because I was just thinking he is the absolute weakling and he just made me look stupid with his performance. So, hats off to him, man. He made Christensen look like a small boy, and I think Christensen is not a bad player. Um, but yeah, he, he was really good. I thought Kante was good as well. Uh, I'm in the match. I'm not really sure what's the match with you. First half, I would have said Fabino straight away, but the way he kind of curtailed and, like you said, he was pulling a cart in that second half. Um. But, <laughs> um, I'm actually going to go. I'm going to go with. Um, I, thought, I, I thought Robbo second half defended fairly well. Got the ball out, cleared, and his uh, his his sixty yard run at the end of the game, where he just basically collapsed after full time, was a uh, was quite was indicative of how our second part performance went. So I'm gonna go with him. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, right. That's um. I know we probably don't want to spend as much time on this, considering our own manager didn't even come to the bloody press conference. So. Um, League Cup starts again this week. Uh, we play MK Dons away tomorrow. Um, as we know, there is not that much priority taken on the two domestic cups this season as we have a bloody European Cup to defend and a league to win for the first time in God knows how many years. So, that being said, who would you all envision being our kind of 
reserve 11 for this game tomorrow. I mean, obviously, as we discussed, we want to see Joe Gomez play centre-back. I think he'll be partnered with Lovren. But obviously, left and right back, I feel I feel like they're up for grabs. Goalkeeper, I think maybe you keep Adrian in or you give Kelleher a run. Um, Naby may be back in the midfield and you definitely play Brewster up front. But in terms of all the other positions, I feel, I feel like they're free and open. Yeah, I wanted Shakiri at right wing because I really like him, and I don't know what Klopp's problem with him is, but he's injured. Just, yeah, that's what I mean. We've just found out today that he's injured. Yeah. So I think maybe maybe Ox will get played on the right wing because I can't see anyone else being played there. And we've had a game this season, or it might have been in pre-season. I can't remember that Ox has played like as part of one of the front three. Yeah, he did. Play, he played there a fair bit in pre-season, didn't he? Um, on yeah, the, on the right, so. yeah, that's not a bad shout. I, I just did because was it in the Super Cup? He played on the left hand side, and it just did not work at all. Yeah, I didn't enjoy that at all. No, nah. I ain't trying to see Ox in in the forward line, man. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, yeah, he's he's he's, he's just he's just not the one. And left or right, I'm good. Just stay in mid, innit? Stay in the midfield. Yeah, agree. This is why I'm a little um, bit. To be fair, yeah, go on, David. No, I was going to say, to be fair, I think it's less likely he's playing in up front. I think, judging by what Neil Jones is saying, it's looking likely that Curtis Jones will probably start right wing and Harvey Elliott will start left. That's a, that's a, that's a young starting freak because I'm going to assume it's going to be Brewster through the middle. That's why I'm a little bit um, disappointed that Origi's injured because I thought he could probably do something a bit more 4-4-2 diamond um, yeah. where you had Origi and Brewster up front and maybe Ox tucking in behind them. I thought that'd be that'd be quite interesting. I mean, uh, that's the good thing about this 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 competition. Really, you, you can play your second choice players, really, which is a bit harsh on some of them, but um, that's the reality yeah. as we are at the moment. Um, yeah. And you can kind of experiment with the experiment with the formation. Yeah, some of them need game time. Some of them need game time as well, so it comes at a good time. I just hope we get through so we can get more game time for people that don't play regularly. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, I'm with I'm with Tay. I'm liking Tay by the way. Her comments are on par with mine because I don't get why Shakiri gets mugged off. I really don't. I'm not saying he should be starting, but he gets mugged off. He suit he can suit up for five weeks and not even come on the grass. I don't understand that. I really don't. It's and, annoying. Like yeah, last exactly. season we saw how good he is as an impact sub. Yeah, like right. Man United at Anfield, like yeah, yeah. that that game alone should like make Klopp think I need to play this guy. Even if yeah. it's for the last twenty minutes of a game. But even when Klopp is bringing him on, it's for like the last three minutes. That was oh my point. god, this is, this is ridiculous! Ridiculous. So, we've, is, is there falling out? You guys think, or what? I don't know. Uh, it doesn't well, make sense. I've to me. heard that Klopp doesn't like that he doesn't track back and help defend. <laughs> he can say like Salah don't do it either. Exactly. I was about to say Salah <laughs> does that as well. So, well, you know what? Yeah, just just on that point, I, I was listening to our Anfield rap today, and it was like a really interesting point about. Just the strength of a team's bench and how having such a strong bench could sometimes be a little bit overrated. And by that, let me explain what I mean. So let's use the, the example of Real Madrid. So Real Madrid recently um, have seen all, like, a lot of their players leave just because they don't they only get first time, first team football. So like the likes of um, you see Hamez, he's, he's he's gone away. Like you see them playing for PSG and Bayern and and all these other big big teams because they're not getting first first team football but I feel like it's really important so we have like a really happy group of players and so I feel like sometimes and just to 
to get back to the point of um, Shakiri, I feel like sometimes Klopp thinks that, I don't know why this is, because I'm with you guys, I think he should be playing a bit more, but perhaps Shaq is, thinks that he's a little bit bigger than the bench, like he can, he can, he can do a bit better. Um, but he feels like he should be doing a lot more, which is good to have in terms of confidence, but I don't know how Klopp perceives it. So that's my own take on this. I think sometimes it's almost like a power play. I feel like he just wants to show him, like, no, I'm in charge and you'll play when I play. Even after that performance against United, he probably should have started after, because Salah was in a slump at the time. He probably should have started next game, but he didn't. And it just, I don't know, it just, that's the only, I'm just trying to think of, like, reasons as to why it, it may happen. But, yeah, that's the only thing I can think of, is him thinking maybe he's a bit bigger than the club itself. Not not to, not to like, not to dis, not to dis- <laughs> And his ability, but that's that's the only thing I can think of. I think if you um, kind of got Shakiri one on one and said, you know, do you think you're the best player on this team, ability wise, he would definitely say yes. Because I think I just think that he's got so much self confidence in himself that he'd say that. Um, yeah, and yeah. he's always been he's always been touted as you know that next great thing. And I don't know I don't know what age he is now. He's probably like 27, 28. Um, but I remember when he was at uh, Baal and then he went to Bayern Munich and he didn't really set the world alight. Um, so I think he has been kind of humbled by those experiences where he went to Inter Milan alone, didn't work there. Then he had to go to yeah. fucking Stoke of all places and play with a bunch of inbreds. Um, yeah, <laughs> and he was the best player on that pitch. And I think he showed you. It, it, I think he, he realised himself there. Being the best player on a team like Stoke and still getting relegated, it's not the best thing for you. So you know, just bide your time, wait for your opportunities yeah. to come to Liverpool, and just take it from there. But I think all, I think with Shakiri, all roads always lead back to that Southampton game. Because he got he scored, didn't he? And then he got an assist. But he was also hooked at half time because Klopp felt he wasn't doing the tactical stuff that yeah, he wanted him yeah, to do. Yeah, but he's still he's he, yeah. So he, he's a season and a half in. He's still waiting for an opportunity. Um, and obviously, hopefully, and tomorrow well, he's going to be playing tomorrow, which is <laughs> the best time you could have got some minutes to show what you can do. But um, yeah, I think I think he probably leave in the summer. Probably that's what makes me think it's, it's 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 a power play. Like that's what makes me think because you get an assist and a goal and a half. You're thinking, right, I've done well, and then you, and then you, and then you still get hooked. So like it's like Klopp is like, no, 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 you you well done for getting like some some stats, but you didn't do what I said. So no, nah, you're you're off. Yeah. So I don't feel like he has the discipline that Klopp's really looking for because if you ask him, who you, who you who you bringing on with 20 minutes to go when you're um, you're two mm. one, you you will still pick Milner over him. Like, I, I wouldn't. You, you might. You know, no, no, no. I, I said he clearly. I said he, he. Yeah, well, I, we know what Klopp does. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. bring a man for my left Sunday. Yeah. You know what? You know what Klopp does, man. I get, I get. But yeah, that's 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 the only thing I can think. I might. Yeah. That's like Wouldn't you play Shakiri if, if you if you need an um, option on the front three? Would you not bring on Shakiri? Because I've seen Kate have been played left side of the three. I don't know why. I might even be tempted to play him. I know it sounds crazy, but I might be tempted to play him in midfield just to test him out, just to see if he can do the cater role that he's that Kate is supposed to be doing. Because I feel like he has, I feel like he has the um, initiative. He has enough football IQ to, and he has the yeah. ability. Yeah, yeah, but you ain't got the tracking backside, so he definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's the thing. But I feel like that can be that can be taught. Like you can. Like, that's not. That's really just a mentality. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I like, agree. It can be taught, but how long has he been here now? If he's not showing that in training, like, yeah. at what point do we say, right, you're clearly not getting it. Mm-hmm. You're not going to play. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fair enough, fair enough. And the manager, yeah, and the manager puts but, such a big emphasis on training as well. Yeah, he does. 
Yeah, I want to see um, like a, however, a, a, is it Karu- a Karuzi? Go on, David, mate. Um, no, I was gonna say with Shik- with Shakiri. I think Klopp said in one recent press conference that Shakiri has been playing in midfield and training recently. So that's interesting. Possible, so and he what game was? I think it was Newcastle. It was Newcastle when he came on. He came on in midfield. He came on and played in midfield behind the front three. So yeah. it's entirely it's entirely possible that Klopp is looking um trying to basically expand his horizons and explore the possibility of Shakiri playing in midfield as well as as a part of a front four because clearly he doesn't I don't think he trusts him in a four three three as on a right wing in four three three. However, because most of his performances like most of his games last year came in when we were playing four two three one and he played on the right wing with Salah up with Salah up front. And from twenty nine in twenty nineteen when we moved strictly to four three three, that's when his game time depleted. So I'm guessing that Klopp is using him training him in midfield to have an extra option in midfield just in case we, for example, you're losing two one in a game, and you need an extra attacking impetus. Yeah, same. I'm I'm on that. I'm on that. Like I'm of the I'm of the same mindset because you know Klopp's always trying to do these mad things, man. Always trying to do something something nuts. I guess the, the only guy more cra- only guy more crazy than him is Pep. So. I mean, I, I, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me too much. But Junior, I heard you earlier, bro. You you were trying to say Larucci, but you're out here saying Carucci. What's going on, bro? <laughs> no, you didn't. No, you didn't. You're upset about the Nibia comment. No, you didn't hear me say Carucci. Don't start. Yeah. Sound like a Chris Brown mixtape in here. You know what I mean? I said La Carucci, yeah. I did not say Carucci. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I could get you. Ah, oh, that's. Oh. Yeah, don't try it, mate. But yeah, no, I think I, I want to see him at left back tomorrow. Um, right side, um, ho- um, over. Um, I want to see the um, actually, no, not too many youngsters, but the ginger, the ginger guy. I'm only going to pronounce his name. Yeah, Vanda, Vanda, yeah, 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 yeah. He'd probably be on the bench as well. Um, I, I, I can't see one in the front three playing. I don't think all of them be rested. I just don't know who is going to uh, play. I, I think that's a dangerous game. Because who's gonna play up front in the free? I reckon he'll play Firmino, you know. No, I'm play... saying I think Firmino might play. One of them will play. Definitely no, he'll, he'll play. He'll play. Bruce. If he doesn't play Brewster up front, then yeah, Brewster will play Firmino yeah. and probably someone else. I reckon he might even try Brewster on the left. Yeah, I doubt it because he would have. He would have indicated that Brewster would have played on the left. But throughout preseason, Brewster never <laughs> shifted up from playing centrally. Okay, okay, fine. But then where would where would Firmino play? Midfield, exactly. I'd... We're away to MK Dons, yeah? And I I think Klopp doesn't want to show like he, he... Deep down, man don't care about this cup. But he doesn't want to show that he doesn't care too much. To, to change an entire 11 is a bit mad. It is a bit mad. Yeah, but it's what you do in this competition though, isn't it really? I think it's indicative of what this competition's really become. I remember when we were like... when we I say when we were kids... I mean, we're all different ages here, but uh, I mean, when I was a kid, it was still a, a decent competition to win. But yeah, I would win it. I would win it. Yeah, I mean, no, don't 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 get twisted. I want him to play like this a group of kids. Like I want that to happen. Like I remember when well, Arsenal and Chelsea go away to the final, just playing just kids. You remember that? Like they wouldn't even yeah. they wouldn't play anyone else. Like anyway, but like I wouldn't I wouldn't mind that. I'm just saying what I'm I'm predicting. Yeah, I reckon he, he likes to have a couple of senior heads in there at least. But that's why I think the senior head will probably be someone like Lalana. Yeah, than Lallana anyone. Yeah, 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 fair Lallana enough. Fair enough. 
Kate will be on the bench. Gomez. I think Kate will play. You think Kate? Nah, you can't. He's gonna have to get. Kater, he's gotta man. get some. He, this is the thing, though. He's gotta get some rhythm. Um, you know, he'll if he plays that game, he'll be the best player ability-wise on the pitch by miles. Yeah, yeah. I want him rhythm, but I also want to take um, cautions. You know what I mean? True. So I, rather, I want to have a long term. It's enough, man. It's enough. Every day taking caution. This biscuit's gonna break regardless. Let it break, man. <laughs> Let it break. No, I want to least fit for Man United, man. That's yeah, yeah, I think I think he's he, I think he's starting tomorrow. Judging by um, Linda's press conference today, he I think he indicated that Brewster, Kelleher, Cater, and I'm not sure who they are. I thought his last one was. How did he? All starting. Did he yeah. say something about Harvey yeah. Elliott? Or am I? Yeah, he mentioned he mentioned Harvey, Harvey Elliott, but I'm not entirely sure if he's starting. He looks but, he looks mm. good. He looks good. That kid. He was, like I think they said I think they said Money's injured right now as well. So what? Yeah, yeah. Money playing. Yeah, did you see? Did he limp off at the weekend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he had, he had an ice pack on top of his top of his leg. Because you know, you know, Marnie's so explosive, man. Like he's like every movement is so quick. His body must be like raw. You're killing me here. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing to? Me? Uh, yeah, it's like his muscles. Are like, what are you doing to me, man? Um, yeah, man. <laughs> I think uh, I, I like to see Curtis Jones get a run out. I know he's not probably like the. Yeah, I like him. He's been playing really well for the under twenty threes as well. So yeah. I think, I think yeah. you, uh, you know what cops like. You always kind of like to reward uh, those type of performances. But um, I don't know anything about. I, I haven't really seen anything of MK Dons this season. But I mean, if the, if this is the time to shine for anyone, it's going to be the time to shine for Rian Brewster more than anybody. Um, yeah, he's been he's been absolutely yeah. biting at an opportunity to get into get into this team and get a bit more experience. And this this should be the one where he does it. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he if he scored tomorrow. Uh, you know, if he filled his boots, even better. But I think he needs to get a few. You know, this is the thing that we always forget about Brewster. He's coming back from a fairly long term injury himself, so he needs That's as much football as he can. Yeah, you are you are very very right. I'm sure Ellis will be watching very closely as his stocks go down. He'll be watching closely. Yeah, <laughs> the MK Dos Bond said today he's not expecting a win. So, take it what you take from that. But, yeah, he's not expecting a win at all. He no, was able to play the second team. I'm actually happy we're playing away. Like, I want it to be, like, a proper, like, experience for these guys. I want it to be, like... Because, you know, MK, MK is going to be like, right, this is our biggest game of the season. Like, we're playing Liverpool. Like, yeah. yeah. They're going to gonna be like, yeah, let's, let's do this. Like, let's go, like, all out. Let's show them that like, we can cause an upset kind of thing. So, I want these guys to ha- try and handle the pressure. And I'll definitely be... My number one, I say that. My, my number one watch will definitely be on Brewster, followed yep. by, followed by Larucci, because I'm really interested to see how he how he'll perform as well, and maybe Harvey Elliott. But yeah, man, I've it, it is. You're right. It is a big game for Brewster, and it is a good time for him to fill his boots and show that he can play first team football, basically. So there's a reason for Klopp to bring him on rather than Origi. Definitely, I think it needs to be. It needs to demonstrate that you know, if you know, God forbid, Bobby got injured for a few games, that he could step in and not do everything that Bobby does because Bobby is such a special, unique player who's definitely better than that guy that plays for Arsenal. Um, <laughs> and he can kind of like contribute to the attack and enable Mane and Salah to play their game as well. Yeah, no, I I, def- I, I definitely agree. But I feel like with, with Bruce, that would be good to see he's... Just, just to see his quality, I think, because even because obviously he won't play like Firmino, like Firmino plays. Um, if, for instance, like God forbid, he um, Firmino picks up an injury, but if he comes into the team, 
it'll be just be good to see obviously his IQ on show to see his his vision his awareness all those things is really what like I look at like touch and everything like that that's that key for a top player if you have all of those things so done everything else can really be taught I mean other than like general physical um, attributes so that's what I'll be checking for really and just seeing his ability to finish man just if you can get the chances just just finish your dinner then honestly you can do those things there's no there's no way you shouldn't be looking at getting like a good number of like what 10 to 15 games in this season I don't see I don't see why not like for I sure. think um it's important that he can do it for the first team as well because how many players do we see who are so good for like the under 21s or whatever and then they get like a, a chance at first team and they just can't produce the, 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 the Danny Pacheco syndrome <laughs> yeah, I said Pacheco flipping it out. The Suso problem. Those guys, they look like ballers when they're in the under twenty threes, the under twenty ones, and then just completely fucked up. The, the bee's knees. What man came out? He's had tech. He looked like he looked like um, what's it called? Like the what the O four version of bloody Coutinho. Like had the left. Well, he was just so techy. He came on. He just faded away, man. He just was not the one. Yeah. So I agree. With, I agree with that for sure. It's good to. I like when players live up to the hype, basically. Moment of silence for all the failed Liverpool Academy graduates there. Um, <laughs> but, but moving on, I, I just, I, to be honest with you, I just want this segment just to, so we can flog Joey, to be more than honest with you. Um, rumoured, well, we've had this rumour for, I don't even know how long now, about the new kit deal. Um, so it's, it's looking like, it's looking more than likely, barring some form of money in the bank, cash in from New Balance, that we're going to go with Nike for our, kit from next season so I just want to see what your guys thoughts are on that um, and you know how we're going to flog Joe for his ITK behaviour more than anything first of all I think we need to mention how desperate New Balance are being well this is the thing I think I remember talking to someone about this I mean obviously they, they changed they took over from Warrior wasn't it who was some weird subsection of New Balance yeah. um, and I think their whole identity on the football side of things is literally hinged on us in terms of their being their global icon I mean obviously they've got Celtic and Porto and Severe I think but in terms of an actual global brand we're the ones helping to push on and obviously they've got Klopp and Sadio Mane signed on for um, apparel and boot deals so losing Liverpool would lose a massive chunk of their revenue from that particular side and they would probably have to stop doing football stuff altogether um, and then just focus on the, the vast majority of the American aspects of their business. But the fact that they're actually willing to meet this massive amount of money that um, Nike are going to give us, it, to be fair, I think that shouldn't be taken lightly. Um, I hear what you're saying, but that just sounds like a personal problem to me. That's New Balance's problem. <laughs> <laughs> like we're six-time European champions. I don't know if you've forgotten, but we need to be in Nike. We need to be dripping. Oh, don't get me wrong. I want that tech fleece. I want that Liverpool tech fleece right now. <laughs> I want the family in the night tech fleece. I want ah, oh, what I want all of that. I think the only thing that's the downside for me is, and Harold, I'll come to you on this one as well. The the Nike templates that they have on some of these kits are abysmal. But I do like what they've done with some of the third kits as well. So how would your perfect Liverpool Nike kit look? Oh boy. Oh my gosh. Well, okay. How oh, my perfect Nike <laughs> Oh, here we go. Oh, this guy. You know what? You know what? Yeah. Don't 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 envision Trent wearing it. Is all I'm gonna say. Oh, what? Okay, guys, what's going on? What's going on? Can we just squash this now? Yeah? Let's just squash it now, right? Okay. Anyway, um, what would bloody hell? 
It's a question. What's going on, man? No, I'm just saying because obviously I like what Nike have done with their kind of like the, the third kiss they've done. So I mean, Ooh, okay, okay, no, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. So obviously that Barca kit and that Roma kit, yeah, with that with a collar with like the old school kind of look. Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm all over that. That is that is wavy. So get get us the the collar. Obviously, get the night tick red. I'm I I want some sort of mix between white and red. Get it, get it. Obviously, majority majority of it will be red. I can't, I'm not gonna just. I'm not. I'm not some creative guy. I'm an accountant. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, but yeah, just 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 make it look wavy, man. But yeah, that polo like thing that they got they got going on at the moment, like which is like a, which is like a what's it? What am I trying to say? <laughs> which is like a um, a throwback basically yeah. to like the older kits. I like I like that kind of vibe. Now we we had a kit similar to that in like ninety four ninety five, um, and it was that white and green one. And if not, what, dis- what do you mean ninety four ninety five? Why did you know this, bro? I'm old man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm an old man. Um, we had something we had something like that in um, ninety four ninety five, from what I can remember anyway. Um, and that was a nice kit. So if they could do something like that, it would be pretty cool. Uh, David, I what are you? Sick kit, man. I, I do like that one. Um, that was when we had David James in goal, so that was fucking that was ages ago. Um, David, what are your thoughts on the kit deal? Financially, I'm not too far. Me, I'm just about triple drown season, innit? So whatever, <laughs> whatever company give us the best kit. Like I'm, the way I'm looking at what is it? Uh, Roma's third third night kit. Yeah, is it the um, dark blue one, innit? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I want that. I want that in whatever color: black, white, red. Give me whatever. Give me that. Um, that that's really in terms of kit deals. I'm not too. I'm not really too fast because considering the fact that we're European champions, we are going to get a substantial amount. Because you're talking about. I think the talk is around seven hundred million. Seven hundred is going to be um, in excess of Chelsea's seven hundred million pound kit deals. So, in all likelihood, whether it's Nike, whether it's New Balance, it's going to be. A, it's going to be something um, along that line. So. Triple Jonesies, isn't it? <laughs> you know what though? On, on on topic of kits, um, New Balance made that all like that limited edition, like exclusive third black kit, kit. No, that all yeah. black one. That kit was nice, man. Like I have to give I have to give props for, for New Balance. I I haven't got this um this hatred in my heart like like Taylor's for New Balance. I don't <laughs> <laughs> like apart from the tech police, I actually don't really care. Because when we were on night when we were on these other other brands in it, we didn't win we didn't win things. So New Balance means we win Champions League means we win Prem. Well do you well do you remember when um when Adidas well I think when the contract was running its course with Adidas that their kind of chief executive said that Liverpool need to have Champions League football for us to sign a new deal. Look yeah. how far we fucking come. Yeah. You know what I I didn't see that on Twitter today. I was like, raw. Like look at you, sluts. Like you really thought <laughs> like you really like you, you really thought that we'd be down in the dirt for that long. Look at you now, like now, now, now you wish you were sponsored by us. Who have you got United? Are United sponsored by, by Adidas? Yeah, unfortunately. Look at that. United is who your, your main guys are. They've got United and Arsenal. So they won't be switching to uh, Champions League for a while. Um, yeah, yeah. I think as to, for, for me, I think the whole thing with the kit deal is, is if it gives us as much financial stability as, as, as possible and kind of solidifies ourselves as a massive, massive club, but that we are, I'm all for it. And... I mean, we're all here for the tech fleece. Let's stop. Let's not be fooling with it. Hundred percent. I'm just glad, glad it was actually confirmed sorry. as well, as opposed as opposed from Joey taking his sources from the mirror. I don't know what was going on there, but 
had to get a little bit of, a, a flog on him there. But uh, go on, David, what were you saying? No, can I just interject and say Tottenham are out of the league, but they're not Colchester. But carry on. What? <laughs> That's what I wanted to say. Pachi's throwing what? games, man. He wants out. As, what is going on there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Posh is, Posh is finished there, man. He's done. He's finished. He's, he's, history he's... of the Tottenham. <laughs> they lost some penalties as well. My God. But I mean, enough about yeah. bombing managers that lose Champions League finals. Um, yeah, yeah, because I'll, I'll never does a lie. <laughs> I mean, I, I only, I only recognise wins, Harold. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't live in the past like certain man, all right? Agenda of facts, I'm all for it. But um, did anyone read uh, Klopp's little thing in Players' Tribune today? Because it made me feel a bit, uh, a type of way, and I never want that man to leave our football club, ever. Yeah, I read it. I read it well, today at work. And just basically, it, it just encourages the fact that Klopp and Liverpool are perfect for each other the way he because the way he talks encapsulates the fact that someone who's driven by emotion and whether we like it or not Liverpool are a club entrenched in emotion so whether it's our history in European Cup the fact that we've won you're talking about 18 league titles we're a club that emotion and Liverpool we're hand in hand and the way he was talking like the way he was talking about the Barcelona game especially talking about how when Trent took the most important, the biggest moment in European Cup history, he missed it. Stuff like that it just makes you almost well up when you when you when you're reading it. When you feel that the way you felt during that game, your manager felt the exact same way. Uh, it, 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 it was beautiful to read. It was beautiful to read. I can't. I can't lie. It was. It was really. He's, he's such a guy. I mean, his, his speech last night at the winning manager of the year as well over the bald guy um, was something as well. I mean. I think in the in the Players Tribune article as well, he was talking about obviously that we sometimes we live in this bubble, um, and you know sometimes the problems that we have in football is not some of the stuff that we face in the real world. And you know he's he's joining the One Matters charity as well to donate one percent of his annual salary to the Common Goal um, charity, which is which is really great. And it just makes you, yeah, like you said, makes you kind of well up a little bit that this 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 great guy is our manager. You know, I actually didn't see the um. The tributes he made, but I did. I did. Um, there was one quote he did because I was watching the um the ceremony. My, my, my had, which was the the most awkward ceremony I've ever seen. That woman pre- presenter was on crud. She, she, okay? she, she was smoking crack. I don't know what she was doing. <laughs> Mad. Mourinho was like, "Nah, I'm good, man. I'm gone in a bit." It was she. Wait, anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm going back to hang out but with her soon. As and Roy Keane. <laughs> there was one thing of Klopp said. I was like, like "Rah, this guy really loves us." He was like, um, he just said something. He was like, oh, if you love, no, no, um, if you don't love Liverpool, then you've got no heart or something like that. He was just like, I was like, wow, you would think this guy has been was <laughs> was, was like has been, was a Liverpoolian. Like you think he would have grown up in Liverpool? Would have thought he's a scouser. Like he just to echo what you and um David are saying, he is. It's just such a perfect match. It's a perfect fit, and I just. I don't know, man. I'm after. I'm after. Go, I'm after go NBA for good after he leaves, man. Oh, I've already said that if we win the league this season, I think I'm done with football. What do you even achieve after this? I mean, yeah, that's it. You peaked in it. That's it. That's the thing. Bit. You've peaked. Tay, how about you? How do you uh, how do you feel about our, our manager's comments? I I just love him. Like 
when he leaves, I might have to take a few days off work to recover from the heartbreak. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's just come in, like, the state that the club was in before he got here, he's transformed us. He's made us believe, which is exactly what he said he wanted to do. And you can tell that he just loves Liverpool. Like, Liverpool was made for a manager like Klopp. Um, Klopp and our fans just go hand in hand because we're both, like, passionate weirdos. And that's fine. <laughs> that is so accurate. Wow. That is that is it. That was spot on, too. I, I never forget when um, he said that when we lost that game to Crystal Palace and everyone was leaving, he felt he, he said, I felt so alone. And from that game onwards, I don't think I've ever seen the stadium empty from that point. I think I've just, no one wants the guy to be upset, and he, he's just he's just such a great guy, man. You have to create a religion yeah, after him after this. <laughs> With that Crystal Palace game, that is almost part of it reflects on the fact that what's so good right now, because like nowadays, if Liverpool are losing, whether no matter what minute of the game it is people track, there's almost a certain level of trust that we have in this team that, you know what, they're losing, they'll come back. Against Newcastle, when, when we went behind, everyone's like, you know what, it's fine. Like, we'll, we'll, still, we'll still win. We'll, we will make it 2-1 before our time, make it 3 done what we end up 3-1. Stuff like that is the reason why we love this manager so much. When, he's, when he said that was the believers, the fact that he's literally made a team that, team that dealt with themselves and the fact that they believe in themselves, as well as the fact that we have full trust in them, is genuinely, it's almost um, speechless. But he made us so good, ridiculous. Completely agree. He, he took a he took a team that you know initially wasn't his and molded it into this thing that is one of the best one of the best teams in world football, and it's just it's it's remarkable. But, uh, but moving on, let's uh, let, let's close out with a few of the listeners' questions that we had through. So that's that's just pretty decent ones. Um, so this one is from uh, Favela Firmino, and funnily enough, his question is about Roberto Firmino. Um, his question is: What were your thoughts when Firmino initially came to Liverpool, and what are your thoughts now, uh, Junior? I'll go to you on this one first. Um, who is he? Okay, he's Brazilian. Um, 30 mil striker. He's um his rating off for them weren't too bad, so let's see how he gets on. Um I'll be honest with you, has grown on me. Um I think because he's played in a central role, uh, uh predominantly we'll judge him on goals and he wasn't delivering. It took me a while to adapt to his style and what he actually gives Liverpool. And then obviously, you know, um, how he is now and how he, how he, what he brings to Liverpool now as a, as a team, the formation, um, his importance. Maybe I, I kind of um, jumped the gun um, criticising him before because obviously I just look at him as a striker. So I see what he does now. So it's a complete different transition to when he joined. I'm not really feeling this guy till now. Okay, I see what you can do. Still, I'm still not a massive familial fan. But I appreciate him and what he does for the club. No, I can respect that. Uh, Tay, how about you? How, how were you, what were your initial thoughts on uh, Firmino and what are your thoughts on him now? Um, when he first came, he was just, for me, one, do you know one of them players that you just have on your, your team that you just don't really pay much attention to? Like That's how it was initially for me. But now, um, I just think he is, bar Van Dijk, the most important player. Because when he's not, when we've got like a Rigi up front or whatever, 
the Super Cup final is a good example of this. Mane and Salah, it just wasn't flowing right. As soon as Firmino came on, like the front three just clicked and then we scored two goals. I just think what Firmino does, like a lot of people underrate him and a lot of Liverpool fans do overrate him as well. But I just think he's so crucial to how we play. I completely agree with that. Uh, I actually remember when I said that he was the most important player in the front three and some of these guys laughed at me. And now now look at them. Uh, (laughs) uh, Harold, how about you, mate? (laughs) (laughs) Never not lie, Dan. We are are still laughing still. Yeah, I know. But, you know, I'm the winner inside, so that's all that matters. Um, My comments are reminiscent of of juniors. Um, Yeah, definitely quite similar. I didn't know who he was. Really, um, I was like, okay, decent fee, okay, he must be all right. And I feel like it took him a couple of years to warm up, and obviously, he's not the most orthodox striker, so getting used to what he does is a bit like because me, people describe him as like a, what, a nine and a half, a ten, as opposed to just a traditional number nine. Um, I think Salah, as much as he is important to Salah and Mane, I feel like Salah and Mane are very important to him also because, um, he needs people to feed who are as good as them, really. Like, don't get me wrong, he does do fantastic things, but, like, you can just even just looking at all of Mane's goals this season, like, they, they've literally only just been, they've only been worldies, like, he's, and most of them have been assisted by, by Firmino, but they have just been, like, pretty clinical finishes, but he needs them to be very good also. So I don't want to, um, don't get me wrong, like, I really appreciate what he does in the club, and I, I'm not going to say he's the, he's the second most important player, but I think he's in, what, top three, top four, um, in our, in our first 11 of levels of importance. Um, but yeah, no, nowadays I think, yeah, I'm, I'm really appreciative of, of what he does. Like it's so apparent to see the difference he makes, especially when he doesn't play and then he comes on, um, you can just see how the team changes and everything just like clicks into place. Um, but yeah, that's all. I completely agree. Um, David, how about you? Um, when he first came, I was a bit, in fact, let me. I was, I was excited. I was saying I was excited would be because I didn't really know who he was, but I was just happy it wasn't. It was like not a um talk wayward striker from Premier League because considering during that time that was period we bought Benteke, Lambert, and etc. So I was just excited. To, I was excited to get someone that was different in to that mode. But now the way you, when you watch Liverpool, Firmino encapsulates everything that's good about this Liverpool team. In terms of his ten, the technical quality and consistency that he brings, as well as the fact that he's pressing is really relentless. Without him, I don't feel we'll be able to have teams in. I don't know. I wouldn't even know how to put in the words. The way we, the way we managed to hold up, the way we managed to hold up the ball in the opposition's half and sustain attacks, that is true to Firmino. So, because when you look at games like New, when you look at games like Newcastle, the Super Cup, in both those first halves, when we didn't have Firmino and we had Origi instead, you could see how lax we were in terms of um, sustaining tech, how turnovers were so frequent in both those games. But when Firmino, but when Firmino came on, we immediately, we immediately were able to sustain all our attacks, as well as have Mane and Salah in the, have freedom, Mane, Salah, and Firmino interchanging in such a way. That will be a way to score, score, score goals and free, um, free goals. So, honestly, without for me, without Firmino, you, I don't even have to describe it. Perfect player. 
genuinely perfect player. No, I, I I get what you mean. I think without Firmino in, in the in, in the squad, the whole thing kind of falls down, really, doesn't it? Um, I mean, I, I I was I think I think when we initially signed him, I was more excited at the fact that he wasn't going to United more than anything. But um, I think the way he's evolved, developed, and kind of honed his skills uh, at the club, and the amount of stuff that he, he actually sacrifices as well, is just it's just it's just insane. Um, it's very rare in this modern day of football that you see someone who will sacrifice that much for the team and for yeah. the greater good. Um, and that's that's one of the reasons that I think he's he's absolutely perfect for this football club. Uh, but yeah, moving on to another question. Uh, this one is from uh, Learned Bred- Brethren. Um, it's actually a fairly good question, to be fair. Um, who do you guys think would be a realistic first team target to upgrade our first team? I'll go. Actually, I'll oh. start with you, Harold. Oh, wonderful. I'm gonna go with realistic. I've forgotten his first name, but Gomez from um from Portugal. (laughs) 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 What is his name? Bruno Fernandes. My word! Look at me. I said Gomez. Bruno Fernandes. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you meant. I I thought you were gonna say Andre Gomez Gomez from Everton. Everton. What? I don't know where my mind went just then. It's late, it's late, it's late. Bruno Fernandes is definitely the guy I'm looking at. He, he can... Oh, he's going to replace our captain. Um, I mean, in his current, yeah, in the role that he's currently yeah. playing, yeah? Yes, yes. That is a that is a guy who can be... And he, I feel like he was. Um, apologies on his on the, the forget of his name. Um, but I feel like he was a target for us in, in, the, in the summer. Well, I get, well, paper said he was. He was a link. Klopp obviously denied everything as he always does until he signs them. Um, but I, I feel like he, I feel like he was definitely. He's definitely someone we can we can look to target. I'm surprised no one like nabbed him up. I don't understand how he's still available. To yeah, I, f- I thought he was going to go to Spurs at one point. I mean, he'd be a pretty good, um, pretty good Ericsson replacement, wouldn't he? But um, I've read some a stat came up on the um, on the TL today that's saying that was he's got I think he's got four goals and three assists already in Portugal this season. And apparently he's playing uh, behind Yannick Bolasi. I was like, okay, fair. What? Well, yeah, but I was like, he's playing behind. He's playing behind Bolasi and still filling his boots, which is like, I mean, you're playing with shit and you're still scoring. So imagine what you could do with actual world class yeah. players in front of him. Yeah, I, I thought he had strong links to United. I, don't, I honestly have no idea how he's still available. But yeah, man, young young guy as well. What born ninety four? Was he? 20, must be, he's my age, 25. Like, my goodness, what's going on? Yeah, I, I think someone will try and go for him in January or in the summer, to be fair. Um, Pep, Pep, in it. Oh, no, that, that, what, for Juventus? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> never mind, never mind, never mind. Uh, Junior, how about you? Uh, Jane Madison, man. I like that kid. Good shout. That's a good I, shout. I like that kid. Um, when he um when Norwich when he come from Norwich for twenty mil, I remember it was talking about a championship and from last season, I I I I'm astonished how he wasn't even in the Gareth Southgate squad from last season. I really am. And I think now obviously get recognition, I feel like obviously Gareth is late to the party. Because if you watch him, he 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 his numbers his goals he don't score a lot. But if you watch him in game, he's effective. He's always there. He wants the ball. He beats a man. He's always trying to link up. And obviously, Leicester, you know, under Kupuel, were were not great in it. So, as you can see, I knew he was going to excel, but I, I really like him. Young, 
English, uh, the sort of player that we need as well. Realistic target, but I know they'll add on a chunk of fee now because teams will start treating us like City and putting on 30 mil extra on top of their value. But, you know, exactly. So, um, but yeah, no, James Madness, I love to see. Because not many, I'm looking around, there's not many, you know, I'm not being cocky or bold, but not many that I see are, are they going to get in ahead of, you know, who we got now? Mm-hmm. There's not many positions that we need to fill, apart from squad-wise. So, but he's something different. So, and, and also, yeah, Fernandez, um, I like him as well. But Madison, I, I know more of him because I see him more weekly. Um, so, yeah, James Madison. It's, it's funny you say that. I think I was looking through some of the BBC sport rumours uh, today. I think this is the first time we've been linked to him for a while. But the, the point about him being at Norwich, and I know he attracted a lot of interest from kind of like ourselves, City and United, but I don't think anyone was willing to take the, the chance on him for the amount of money that Norwich wanted, uh, just in terms of obviously where he was going to get his playing time and his development, etc. But I think with... I think when you, t- you when you take the risk with that now, you probably in- you take the risk of incurring having to spend an extra fifty million on top of that to give a team like Leicester or West Ham the time for developing that player. And I think a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of teams, will uh, kind of um, find that problem with Declan Rice if they go for him next season as well. Good point. Good point. Uh, David, how about you? For me personally, the player I'm looking at is Memphis Depay. Although it sounds weird, obviously, after his time at United, what we need is a dynamic, versatile attacker to come in place of Mane and Salah when they're injured, when we want to rest him. Because what we've seen this season is, as much as we love Origi and he's a court hero, he hasn't been able to perform at the level that we require as European champions and a team competing with City for the league. But with Memphis, he offers some element of versatility and that dynamism. So pacing, pace, pacing behind, he's able to collect the ball between the lines and attack defences. And over the past two and a half, two and a half seasons since he's been at Lyon, he's consistently scored goals and assisted at a crazy rate. I think in a rate similar to Mane, Mane at okay, not not Salah, but in a rate similar to Mane, he's he's time at Lyon. And and the numbers show that he's performing at a similar level to basically the level that we require. Plus, we know he gels with the likes of Ronaldo. So you know, I think Memphis is the guy that I'll. If personally, if I had a choice, he would be the guy I'd be going for. That is that is Ginny's boy as well because I know he has he's got he's got his song on his uh, uh, Spotify playlist. So (laughs) take that for its worth. He also has sauce, which is which is which seems to be a very important exactly. trait nowadays. Exactly, <laughs> especially if we're going to get the Nike deal. You know what I mean, yeah, man, it's very important. Tay, how about you? Um, so initially, I would have wanted Bruno Fernandez or James Madison because I still think we're lacking a creative midfielder. Mm-hmm. But I think we also need cover for the front three because we can't be playing them every single game. And I personally, I don't know about you guys, I, I do want to get far in the FA Cup, the Carabao Cup, and I don't think Origi's cutting it, like, to start. Like, I think he's a good impact sub, like we saw um, for Everton. Did he? Yeah, for Everton and things like that. But when he's starting, like, I haven't been too impressed, if I'm honest. It's a cold world out here, man. I might be in Champions League and just like that. It's a cold. Yeah, but if we want, if we want to win stuff, we can't be living off the Barcelona game. Like, thank you for what you did. Like, that was great, but it's not enough. Like, you need to do it every time we call on you. No, you you are right, but it hurts, man. It hurts. <laughs> <laughs> 
but I, I personally don't know who would be a good fit like as cover for the front three. Someone who's good enough and someone who's okay with being on the bench. Because that was the problem with Nicolas Pepe, wasn't it? Like, he didn't want to be on the bench. Oh, is, is that why? I, I, I thought he wasn't good enough. On Don't mind me. I, I thought he was a 30 million player that went for, like, nearly 80. Yeah, same, boy. I mean... <laughs> Do you yeah, see? But, speaking but, of Pepe, I know we can't talk about Arsenal too much because we kind of rile up the other podcast. But um, do you see the bicycle kick he tried the other day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, anyway, please, please, Dan, move on, move on. <laughs> um, that just... didn't get like as much um, attention as it did. I think they're lucky that they won the game because if Arsenal had lost that game, that video would have been everywhere. Oh, that would have been wheeled up on our account a fair few times. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, for me, um, who I go for, I mean, I'm, I'm a big proponent of, of Kai Havertz from Bayer Leverkusen. Um, he can kind of he could, he could probably fill it deputised for Firmino. Uh, he could definitely fill in on the right hand side as well, where he's been playing for uh, Bayer Leverkusen towards the end of last season and beginning of this season too. And he can cover uh, either a defensive or attacking position in midfield. Uh, he probably would cost around about 80, 90 million, but he's only 21. Um, he's touted as the next uh, best thing he's basically Urzel but he can defend as well um, that's my, oh my guy that's, that, that's, that's, that's my guy so I mean I need him next season him or Sancho one of the two and you know who I forgot as well go on I would, I would love Ajax or Ziyech I can't yes. uh, did, did you yes. remember everyone saying that he had a 30, 30 million release clause this summer yeah, he's, he's another guy who I don't know how no one went in for him but he would be perfect I feel like he's his ego. I don't know him that well, obviously, but his ego doesn't seem to be too high. Where he doesn't feel like he deserves a start. Yeah, but he'd also like be very, very effective coming off the bench and maybe even warrant the start um, here and there. I, I feel like the dropping quality from our front three to him is far less than anyone else that we have. So now I, yeah. I, 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 I thought um, this summer if we were to sell Shakiri, he would be the guy that we'd probably bring in oh, to kind of perfect. fill in that role. Yeah, yeah. Because he can jump back into midfield as well. He would... Oh, my word. He has tech beat... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. (laughs) One for January, then. (laughs) Exactly. Well, I mean, (laughs) if you want to sign anyone in summer, I don't don't know about anyone in January. (laughs) I'll uh, I'll make this one the last question because we've nearly cut this for an hour and a half. But, I mean, it's been a a good time from all. Um, Last question. A fit Naby Keita equals league title. Thoughts? So, Tay, I'll let you start off with this one. Um, I think like did Liverpool fans say that? Yeah. Okay, I think that sums it up. Um, we have seen glimpses of what he can do. If he can, like, if that's consistent, then one hundred percent, I think he'll be crucial to winning the title. But I think it's too early to tell. Um, he hasn't really had a a long run of games where we've seen. 10 out of 10 or like 8 out of 10 onwards performances um, I hope he I hope he can because I think a lot of people are on his neck at the minute like rival fans calling him a flop and things like that um, so fingers crossed fingers crossed that's a good point I mean I do, I do think we need to see um, a little bit of that Red Bull Leipzig Naby Keita with a little bit of guile in midfield going in for the ball take, beating his first man taking it up the pitch uh, I think we do need to see that for a good five-game five, five game period. But again, it's where he gets those five games, which is, which is hard for me to see coming up soon as well. Harold, how about you? 
Um, I think oh yeah, it's hard for me to make a judgment on it equal in the league. Um, I think it definitely helps. Like he goes a long way for sure. Um, for me, I think just in terms of because I know like it's, it's all tongue in cheek when we're calling him um, Biscuit and all of this. And I think sometimes as football fans, we can be as we as we just as we were describing Firmino earlier, and as I was with Matip when he first joined, um, and a lot of players actually in general. Um, we're very quick to judge and we forget like other factors that we don't really take into consideration, wherever they may be for each particular player and how long it takes them to settle. And they often prove us wrong. But I see all these things just to say that although we're calling them biscuit and everything, we do want to be proven wrong. Like we want to we want him to go on and show us the form that he that that, that he had. Like it's we want him to to be this good. Um I don't at the moment, I just don't see him being the factor that determines the Premier League in our in our favour. However, I think he can only benefit us just having numbers there. Because he can, as we saw against Southampton, he can like put in a performance that could help us at least get a goal, get on level terms. And then yep. from there, the, the, a, lot of the other, a lot of the other players can like step off from there. So, yeah, he can be, I'd say he can be a what? I'd say six, seven point swing. I don't think anything more than that in all honesty I think obviously the club have got a lot of faith in him taking that next step up the season obviously that predicates him being fit for the vast majority of the season but um, in terms of seeing an incremental improvement from him um, I I can't even remember his goals and assists total from this season but let's just for for, for argument's sake say he gets um, eight goals and seven assists from midfield compared to what the production we've usually got from our midfield, normally that could be a bit of a catalyst to push us up to that next phase uh, to win in the league. So I get why yeah. people I get why people do say that, but again, it is it is all predicated on him being fit and having that actual starting impact in the team. Uh, Junior, how about you? Um, no, he, he's not the difference um, in us winning the title. Um, having him fit is a bonus and mm-hmm. as an option, but he's not... Um, a pivotal part of our team where if he's gone, the team as unbalanced or breaks down. So, um, what we are missing is just the belief, you know, getting learning. Like, we've been there for, under BR, we've been there with Klopp. Um, you know I mean, we, we get to that hurdle, we, we, we miss it by just the belief. I don't know what it is, maybe it's um, nerves, who knows, but. You know, more than cater, it's the belief that we need to do it. And might I just add, obviously, hey, you're, you're exempt because you weren't here, but we've done a podcast three weeks ago, or three pods ago, and no one said we'd win it this season but me. So can we just make sure that was recorded, please? <laughs> oh, can I, can I, I say I as well, I yeah. genuinely believe that we will win it this year. Well done, girl. You get a drink as well. So make sure you guys get up round. (laughs) Me and Tay Meadows when we win it. I feel with Klopp's Liverpool, like, so we went to the Champions League final in 2018. We lost. We learnt from our mistakes. The next year, we came back. We won it. I think we've learned, well, we are learning from last season's mistakes, like drawing away to Leicester. I mean, at home to Leicester, drawing away to West Ham. I think we have the experience now. I think the players know what that feels like to be that yeah. close. And I genuinely think, like, obviously it is too early to tell, but I just have a yeah. gut feeling now. I think so, a, lot, a lot of Klopp's management as well is built on the journey. Um, and obviously the Champions League loss and then the Champions League win is a massive part of the journey as well. And I feel like this is the next stage in the journey. So 
I'm, I'm helping you to I'm helping you to a right, and I'm uh, going to personally hold you accountable if we don't win the league. So, uh, <laughs> 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 I like that. I like that. Uh, David, we'll yeah, close off with uh, how you feel about <laughs> Kea. <laughs> um, to, I don't know about win the league because you're talking about a Man City team, but in terms of great, greatly improving us, I think he does. Like he, I, in my opinion, I think he's like a worldy waiting to happen. Like a lot of people tend to forget that. And then towards the end of last season, he was consistently performing at a high level. And he started against Barcelona away at the new camp ahead of Henderson. And a lot of people, I think a lot of people tend to forget, have forgotten that. He started the home game against Bayern Munich as well. The, the, I think and I think he offers, he offers a lot of things that people say are midfield like. We're talking about the ability to break defensive lines with both dribbling and passing. He offers an element of creativity that a lot of people say our midfield doesn't have at all. So I feel I feel what he can offer in both an attacking and defensive defence through the fact that he's such an all-round player. I feel that he would be able to improve, even if it's not the necessary the necessary points to win the league. I feel that what those two to five those two to five points that he that a player like Nabucade could offer could potentially make the difference. I think that's 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 a good point. Um, I think for, for me personally, I don't think he's the overall difference. Uh, I think he'll be looking for small incremental gains throughout the entire team. But just for argument's sake as well, I'm going to say if you can get an actual settled and an in, integrated navigator into this team, as well as a fully healthy Oxlade-Chamberlain, rotate the two and see what their production is like. Um, they're not going to be the, the deciding factor in a title race, but if they can help you get across the line, that's even better. Because we know that this team can, in its current state, in its current incarnation, can get to the summit. But it's just about all about taking that final step. Exactly. Literally exactly that. So yeah, um, great, pod, great pod, guys. Uh, thank you for taking the time on this Tuesday evening to, to join with us. Um, and yeah, uh, hopefully we can uh, no all be back next man. week and analyse the Sheffield United game in good detail. <laughs> yes. No problem. Absolutely. All right, brilliant. So, uh, from all of us here, thank you very much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Available AKG 36 speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides 360 degree sound, so you hear studio sound on the road. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving. Sports Social Podcast Network.